Over the last two decades, I've been in an insatiable quest to learn everything I can about leadership. What makes the best leaders so good? After running companies small and large over the last 20 years, today, I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo. I'm your host, and I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this very topic and what makes the best leader so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, Tomorrow's Leader. So I've got Bud Broomhead, who's the CEO of Viacu. They're in the cybersecurity space. Really great guy. Like this conversation, and I've had multiple with Bud, uh, leads me to really get a feel for his leadership style, which is one that I've always admired. It's about the people. It's not just about the product and what you do. It's about the people in the organization. And when you stack together great teams of great people, amazing things happen. And as I'm talking to him, I'm thinking, wow, this is, I can envision what the organization is like from the inside out because of the culture that he's built. And in this day and age with building and adding people to your organization in a virtual world, it's tough, but he figured it out and he's done it and is doing it. They're growing significantly. I mean, this is a company that's doing extremely well. So uh, listen up. You're going to get some great stuff from Bud and here he is. Bud Broomhead. All right. Welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading others. I'm John Lerito, your host. I've got a great guest for you today, Bud Broomhead, who is the CEO and founder of Viacu. Uh, welcome to the show, Bud. Great to have you. Thank you, John. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to start with Viacu. You obviously founded the company and uh, leading it to some great success. Tell us a little bit of about the company. And I know there's a little story with how you came up with the name or the meaning behind it, I guess. So I'd love sure. to hear Sure. Thanks for asking. Yeah, Viacu is really two words put together. The Aku part is a, is a Greek word. Uh, it's a root word, like uh, it's the same root as acoustic. It means to listen, but it means to listen to the point of understanding. And, and via is a path. So it's a path to understanding through careful listening. And uh, that's, that's basically the approach of our company, the way we interact with customers, we, the way we interact with each other, and the way that our technology works in that it's listening very carefully to the data that it finds and then transforming that data into useful information. So data, data is not always information. Uh, and so we, we help take that data and transform it into useful, actionable information for our customers. And they're in the cybersecurity space. So let me ask you this, and you have listeners that are in all different industries, and there's a lot of people that may not be familiar with the cybersecurity industry. So in layman's terms, what what is the net result of what you do? And how, how does somebody end off or come out better than they came in once they've had an experience with you? Sure. So, you know, you could boil it down and say that the cybersecurity wars, you know, are, are really exchanges of attackers and defenders. And, uh, and we're, we're the defenders. We have technology to help people defend their, um, they call the attack surface or the, the technology that a bad actor would try to hack into, to use a layman term, hack into to, to do a ransomware attack or some other, uh, you know, uh, steal data or whatever they're going to do. 
And so we, we provide capabilities, tools for them to, to optimize their defenses. That's what we do. We're, we're a defensive technology. So this is a major issue for companies, I know, because obviously they've got very sensitive and high uh, quantity amounts of very uh, sensitive data. And you hear companies that have security breaches all the time and the crazy ripple effect that has. Uh, How about the everyday individual? I mean, is it more of an issue for, obviously it's more of an issue uh, in terms of the size of the problem for a company, but are these hackers going more so at companies or more so at individuals? Well, the area that we specialize in is for companies. That's, That's really what our uh, particular focuses on helping companies uh, defend their their attack surfaces, basically, and that, and that falls into two basic categories. Um, there's IT infrastructure, you know, all the computers and stuff that IT puts in, and then there are um, the business units, the the lines of business, the departments that will put in an application to solve a specific business problem. And, and it will leverage devices like um, card readers, badge readers uh, to allow people access into buildings or, uh, you know, a, a lighting technology to control uh, lighting for energy management in buildings and things like that. And those are fall into the category of what they call Internet of Things or IoT. So you have IT and you have IoT and uh, we specialize in the IoT piece. So yeah, there are uh, people that break into corporations through IT equipment or through IoT equipment and, and, and applications, and we focus on the IoT piece. Got it. Okay. So I want to talk, talk shift a little bit. I, you and I were chatting a little bit uh, earlier about some of the challenges that leaders have nowadays, especially uh, with uh, the new environment that we're in and being virtual when you have an organization that's spread out so much and as you called it which i think is great distributed virtualized organization um what what are the things that leaders need to do i mean how do you keep an organization like that running the right way and tight and cohesive and you know the right culture and everything how how do you how do you master that well the way we're dealing with it is it's uh it's a topic of discussion at the, in management. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Uh, what are the techniques, whether they're uh, lunch meetings where we get DoorDash for everybody, or, you know, there are, there are various applications, companies that offer services like that, that, that you can take advantage of. And, uh, you know, we've done, we did a Halloween thing where we, we sent out Halloween uh you know, bags with goodies in them uh, in advance, and we all opened them at the same time on a, on a teleconference. So there are, you know, it sounds silly, but y- y- you have to uh, have an opportunity for people to be seen and see each other. And, and that's really important. And video, of course, is, is a huge tool to, to get that done. Uh, and then there are other tools, communication tools, like in Teams or Slack or some of these other channels that you can be on. Group collaboration tools is another another way. Mm-hmm. And it's all about sharing a common experience. Mm-hmm. So even though 
you know, opening a, a bag of Halloween candy, you know, isn't the big deal. It's a shared experience. We all did it. Yeah. And we all did it at the same time. So, yeah. so wherever we can create opportunities like that, where there's uh, some experience to have that we can all do it together rather than, you know, in, in addition to just sitting in a meeting and having a meeting together, that, yeah. that is a common experience, but uh, something that we can add to it is, uh, is an important dimension. Yeah. And, and I think it's important also to recognize that these aren't just remote. Uh, it's not just a remote problem. It's, it's a distributed problem because remote is when you have a whole bunch of people in one location, they're remote from maybe headquarters, mm -hmm. but that isn't the problem. The problem is they're all distributed. And so they're not seeing each other unless you provide that connective tissue mm -hmm. uh, through some shared experience. They don't see each other at all. So yeah. making that a priority among, uh, you know, um, management teams, yeah. talking about it, getting them to innovate about how to do that yeah. uh, with their, their different departments is, a, is an important part of it. It almost takes a different level of thinking from a leader standpoint, because I, I remember it's almost the difference. There was some almost... Um, I don't know what the word, maybe unintended leadership that or unplanned leadership moments that always existed when I was running organizations that were everybody housed, we'd do a physical meeting. You know, I, I could do things even after a meeting when we had the whole team together, a whole group together, I could have a little bit of the the aftermath discussions, you know, pull some people into the office, say, hey, what'd you what'd you get from that? What was the message you really took? Was this clear? You know, you could almost get a little bit of that. Now mm -hmm. it's everything is very deliberate. A leader's efforts to really take the pulse of their organization and understand how people are thinking. It's really got to be that leader reaching out and delivering. Yeah pulling people together and building that culture. So people know they have to, otherwise there's sometimes you just, you almost, you can, you almost forget a week might go by and you might not have an interaction with somebody you might've had an interaction with every single day uh, yeah. or would normally. So would normally. Yeah. No, no, that's absolutely true. You know, one of the things that, that, uh, that we've done our, the way we do development, a certain methodology of development, there's a, there's a daily meeting among engineers it's a short, they call it a stand up. They're literally standing up, you know, letting know everybody know what their status is kind of thing. And um, what I re recognized was that, hey, engineering seeing each other every day. Um, we need to do this for the other departments. So I set up a Friday morning meeting with the other departments. And uh, so they have a place to go and see each other at least once a week. Now we, we see each other on teleconferencing all the time, but mm -hmm. as a team, they get together once a week. And, and it was kind of funny how it, it, it started. It started with using a virtual background. You know, everybody's got these virtual backgrounds that they run. And there was one of a beach scene and a crashing wave come standard with a lot of these, you know, one of the standard uh, virtual backgrounds. And, and during one of these meetings, I had up a, a beach scene with the crashing wave. And I thought, yeah, I'll put on a Hawaiian shirt. So I put on a Hawaiian shirt. And, and that just sort of the notion that it was sort of a, a little bit of a bit, a, a dramatic bit or some kind of little presentation, a little uh, skit uh, kind of has grown. 
And now uh, I spend the first 10 minutes of those Friday morning meetings doing something off the wall. I mean, we've done everything from Groundhog Day to Roasted Chestnut Day to, you know, all of the holidays you can imagine, any number of, of topics, um, astronomic events or whatever it might be, just 10 minutes of it. It's entertaining. It's uh, maybe educational. Maybe it's just funny or whatever. And then I show up with a virtual background and a, and a funny hat or whatever to kind of cap it off. And we do this every week. And it's just been, it, it just provides that shared experience yeah. for everybody. And then, you know, they get a little kick out of it. It breaks the ice. And then, then we have sort of a mini town hall, if you will, among all these departments. It's not a, it's not a forecasting meeting or anything. It's a, let's just chat, you know, what's going on. What about this account? What about this uh, show that we all went to or so-and-so just published a white paper or whatever they want to talk about kind of open. And it it provides a way for them to share an experience and and interact with each other. Super important. That's amazing. I feel I'm getting a sense from you telling me that of what your culture is like, which is really unique. That's not like most companies out there. I, I, so I, I appreciate that. And I respect that because there's not enough leaders that really know the value of what sometimes may be little things that make a really big difference in terms of how people feel yeah. about the organization, how they feel connected or more connected to the people in the organization. It sounds like you, you consciously focus on that. That's not by yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you make a really good point, which is it's it's the little things, right? I hadn't thought of it in that way. They are they are little things, you know. Yeah. It doesn't take that much, yeah, to help the organization feel like they're a cohesive unit. You know, it used to be that it was only the salespeople who were out at the end of the vine and had to phone in, or they got things in the mail or whatever. Now everybody's there, right? So you have to make the effort to. You know, I always just have this rule, no matter what I was doing, I would take a call from a salesperson because I always imagine a salesperson, you know, freezing to death in a phone booth. This is really dating myself, but in a phone booth in the middle of Nebraska, wanting to get a piece of information from headquarters. So, you know, yeah. they're on the they're on the, the end of the vine. Right. So now we're all sort of in that situation and we're able to leverage technology and each other to sort of, you know, replace that and make sure that it, it's there and it's alive. And yeah. so, you know, we do that. The other thing that we do is we're a security first company. You know, we're in the business. So every meeting that we have, uh, you know, executive staff or any other, I mean, we always start with security first. We find out about what the latest is happening, what, whatever topic we're talking about, what are the security aspects? So it's not tacked on at the end of the meeting when we have five minutes left and we race through it. Um, we have a chief information security officer and uh, we make sure that uh, whatever topic it is, if it's staying current with training or the development of some new tool we're going to use or whatever, but security is first in every meeting. That's how we start is with with meeting other other than my Friday morning meetings. Yeah, uh, that start with a bit, but uh, it's always the security first thing, which is you know a, a way to impart that into the culture. And you, you have to be, as you pointed out, it has to be a conscious effort, and that's really. 
the key that picks the lock for the for the management team is you have to make an effort. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can tell people are very important to you. And uh, that's, again, and not only an, an, an important trait, but it's also somewhat a rare trait with a larger organization. When you get a million different things going on, you don't realize and you forget uh, how important uh, obviously the people of your organization are. So um, I'd love to talk to you for, for I, I've got a lot of other questions, uh, but I know we're at the end of our time, but if people want to find out more about either yourself or Viku, how do they do that? What's the best place for them to go? So probably just Viku.com is really the best place to go. We have, uh, you know, lots of access to, to blogs and, you know, white papers and interviews and other things that are, are there that, um, you know, short videos. They're good sources of information. Great. And we'll put all that in the show notes so everybody can uh, get, a, get a hold of that. And obviously I'm sure they will. So um, it has been great to have you on, but this has been uh, informative and also a lot of fun. I've enjoyed our conversation. Great. So, uh, well, but- likewise, John, thanks for the invitation. Yeah, I very much appreciate absolutely. it. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate all you uh, tuning in, of course, like subscribe, share. And as always, I appreciate your thoughts and ideas on great future guests as well as content and appreciate you spending time with us today. Go down below, give a five-star review and we will see you next time. Thanks everybody. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. Thanks. Lead on.